Hi everyone, and welcome to the 147th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys! And Sabrina! Hi guys! Welcome back! Oh, thank, thank you. you. We got we got a big, we got a real big episode today. It is, you know, tradition. Uh, E3 is is coming around the corner when she comes. Yeah, literally. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, this episode we'll be doing lots of E3 speculation, talk about some news that has come out prior to E3. We got some pre-E3 news. And, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's get right into it. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. Our show today is a three-segment show. We've got news, E3 speculation, and a question segment in the way of announcements. As always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We've got Blue Machine, who's at Blue Machine on Twitter, Nahi Kablawi, Lewis James, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Chaco Taco, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorne Bullen, who's at Massacre23, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews, who's at Doom, oh, at Doomster73. Hey, Churro, want to take these next few? Yes. We got Dustin Smith, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb at J2K9, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Just Mike, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, and Sabby, if you take these last ones. We have Mohammed Quail, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95, Patrick, uh, Rachel Casterton at Urba Yoon Ray, Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie 1, we have Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Cappy, Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And just as a reminder about the deep dive stream, uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitch at twitch slash khunion. The Birth by Sleep stream will start June 22nd. Yay! Yay. Yeah, probably at probably at night for you guys. Oh. I haven't I haven't really decided the really? time yet. <laughs> but uh, for us? Yes, for for you guys. Uh I think June 22nd oh. it's a Friday. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, so it'll be a Friday 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 night, uh, a Saturday morning for me. Uh so that that'll be when we start birth by sleep stuff. Um and yeah, as always the goal is to get the pre Kingdom Hearts three stuff, if possible, done before August. But like, look, as long as as long as we're done before Kingdom Hearts three gets released, <laughs> that's all that really matters. So surprise! Like, imagine just like out of nowhere oh, at E three, like, oh, no. hey guys, it comes out next week. <laughs> no, and you're like, I have to play through everything. If that's imagine. if that okay, I'm just gonna say if that happens, 
forget forget the deep dive stream we're just gonna watch all of the cutscenes on youtube it's gonna be i'm just gonna play it in a marathon and my deep dive analysis will be this makes no sense and that's it and i'll upload that to youtube raw no editing (laughs) even better that's it so hopefully hopefully uh it comes out at a better time so we can actually play through all these games in advance so, all right, let's move on into the news. We got a little bit of news prior to E3. Uh, first bit of news that I, I hope, I don't know if you guys have uh, had a chance to listen to this, but there has been another preview released of uh, the theme song for Kingdom Hearts 3, which is Chikai, on, uh, and that comes courtesy of uh, Utala's album. Uh, so it's going to be on Utala's next album, which releases the 26th, 27th, I forget. It, it'll be releasing in June. So uh, when it does come out, though, uh, Chikai is going to be on there. So, uh, yeah, on the album pre-order page, you can actually listen to the preview. How do you guys, uh, have you guys actually listened to it yet? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's really good. I is it? it? Yes. Yeah. Must say, it, it, it. It's different about it. So it uh, it, it's a different, okay, for one, it's a different part of the song. And oh, so, okay. so like the first part of the song, it's a little bit like, which, which we already have heard via the trailer it's a little bit on the um i don't know light side in terms of emotional stuff like it, it it's not too uh strong yet of a song like it's kind of like easing your way into it this mm-hmm. one kind of sounds like we're we're like we're like in the like final portion of the song and it's like you know there's there's a lot of musical backing to it so it's a lot thicker of a song and that's cool yeah it sounds really good so I'm still on the boat that this is the ending version or th- this is the regular version which will be used for the ending and I'm I'm still holding out hope that there's going to be like a, a a you know bebopping fun jazzy bebopping. version <laughs> that's going to be made for the opening. Okay. Look, I'm just coming off of like we had, you know, last year the hikari ray of hope mix and that was just so awesome and like that was bumping exi- there you go that that's the word i was that was for. bumping it was bumping popping <laughs> it was bumping and I, I i really love that version by the way uh just a side note i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast yet but recently been to uh karaoke out here in japan that is karaoke for you america jeans americans wow that is. rude <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, and in karaoke, if you ever go to karaoke in Japan, let me just say, uh, usually you can find Simple and Clean on on there, like in English, you can find Simple and Clean. If you can't find it, then like, no worries, Hikari is on there, absolutely, 100%. Literally every karaoke I've ever been to, they've had Hikari. I've had some situations where they didn't have Simple and Clean, but like always they have Hikari. But uh, in terms of uh, like recently, uh, I actually went and when I was looking through some U- Utala music, I actually found Hikari Ray of Hope mix. It's already in really? kar- it's already in karaoke in Japan. That's ho- that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I I queued it up and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna sing this. I love I love this version. And then I'm like, wait, I don't know the lyrics for this because like obviously i know the lyrics for you know, like simple and clean and you know I, I know some of the lyrics for higari but 
I don't know the order that they're in in this version because like it's a remix so it's not in the order that I expect the lyrics to come in so I'm like oh yeah and it was really awkward and I, I couldn't really sing most of it but you make it there. your own just own up to it <laughs> I did but <laughs> yeah good. yeah so if if you ever wanted to get a, a listen if you ever wanted to awkwardly listen to a, a really bad instrumental version of Hikari Ray of Hope Mix. All you got to do is go to a karaoke in Japan and you can just look for it. It's there. <laughs> that's that's the experience I got. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, but Chikai is not there. Not, not yet. You know what? That'll be an interesting thing to follow up on because I do go to karaoke, I don't know, kind of frequently. So, you know, as... As I continue to go to karaoke, I will continually look to see if they have Chikai. Obviously, they're not going to have it now. Um, but when I do spot it at a karaoke in Japan, I'll let you know. Which I, I have a feeling it'll be pretty quick, honestly. Like, I, I think it's... Like, they, they tend to have, like, some pretty new songs. Like, like, like there's all these, like, popular, like, Korean pop groups out here. Or, or not here, but, like from korea but they are popular here as well and like i always see their music like a week later it's already in karaoke in japan so we will see so uh yeah uh moving on uh kano hearts 3 is gonna be playable at a3 yay there's yay. gonna be ammo yay oh but by the yay. way uh churro's going to e3 right churro yes i am brandon you're going to e3 right brandon yes yes i am Yay! Zabby, are you going to E3? <laughs> no! I'm sitting at home and watching that on the comfort of my couch. I am jealous of that, <laughs> honestly. Have Twitch on one computer, have there something, you go. like have the Sony conference like on there or whatever. Honestly, that sounds like a way better idea. <laughs> but yeah, we're both going. So yeah, we'll get to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yay! Yay! We'll talk about that more later in our E3 speculation segment, but it's good to see that. Uh, yeah, if you had any doubt that, that Square was going to go big with Kingdom Hearts at E3, well, there you go. <laughs> They're going big. There's a demo. Uh, moving on from that, uh, the English voice actors for the Monsters, Inc. characters for uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 have been revealed. Uh, we've got Christopher Swindle as Sully, and I'm going to try my best on this name, Carlos Alazraki. Carlos Alazraki as Mike. Mike Wazowski. So, I, I, did, I did have a look, so... Uh, according to IMDb, the original voices for Mike and Sully were uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess they they couldn't get that for Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, I will say though, uh, Carlos uh, playing Mike, he's actually this is not the first time he's played Mike. He was uh Mike Wazowski in the uh in Disney Infinity, and I actually like had to listen to the cutscenes uh from that, and he he sounds. He sounds pretty good. You can tell it's not Billy Crystal, but like he does a good mic. Uh, Christopher Swindle, though, uh, as far as I can tell, this is the first time he's playing Sully. Uh, I don't remember who it was that did the voice of Sully in the Disney Infinity games, but it was not Christopher Swindle. That that much I know. So uh, yeah, uh, so he's a little bit of an unknown quantity, but he's he's voiced a lot of like 
he's voiced a lot of video games. I saw he voiced like several like Transformers characters. So oh, cool. Yeah, that's neato. That might mean he has like a deep voice. I don't know. I I always think of Transformers characters having deep voices, and that that kind of fits solely to me. So I guess we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, the good thing is, like, w- when it comes to Mike and Sully, they kind of have, like, I don't know. They kind of have, like, these character voices. So it feels like, to me, that it might not be too difficult to find people that can do, like, good impressions of these characters. And at least in the case of Mike, I think, like, they, they picked a really good guy. Uh, and then last bit of news. This is uh, really interesting, and I can't wait to see how this develops. So... Kaoru Wada and Yoko Shimomura will both be at the concert in LA, uh, the Kingdom Hearts World Tour concert. Oh, and, sweet. And uh, Wada said that he's actually prepared two brand new arrangements for the concert tour. So, Yay. nice. Can't I wait to hear wonder those. what they could be. <laughs> I wonder too. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah, the first concert will be June 9th in LA. And I'll so, be there. And Chura will be there. I will not be there, but Chura will be there. Neither will I, because I'm going to the one on July 21st. So. Oh, nice. Is that is that in Canada? Yeah, that's one in Toronto. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, make sure. I'm glad you're doing that, because you gotta you got to tell Square Enix via money that there are Kingdom Hearts fans in Canada. I mean, they have an office in Montreal, so I yeah. understand why they don't do that. <laughs> I mean, like, the Montreal office is mostly the... Um, the Go mobile team yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. so I kind of get it. Unfortunately, they yeah. stopped developing Go. Yeah, games. and then they also do the was it Eidos? Eidos, Eidos, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, there are still no announcements for the concerts in Japan. And it was kind of funny because even in... So Karuwara, he, he he mentioned all of this. I think this was like a Facebook post or something. It's like a message. And uh, in his message, he even was like, yeah, there's going to be like 19 concerts across eight different countries. Sorry, none in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and he says this in Japanese to, to Japanese followers. And it's just like... This is kind of sad, but it's okay. You guys are Kingdom Hearts, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like (laughs) it's probably not going to stay this way. They'll they'll probably have concerts unless, unless secretly the concerts here in Japan were just really unsuccessful. I don't. I think I think think they're going to get concerts, but it probably won't be till after the game's released. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I think they're waiting until the game is done. Uh, it may just be that they've sort of like maxed out how many concerts they can do in 2018 because like 19 that's a lot like I think that's like even compared to like distant worlds like 19's a lot going on tour that much mm-hmm. so yeah two two new arrangements Karuwala Yokoshimomura that's super awesome oh and by the way if anyone doesn't know who Karuwala is so uh, Karuwala is the guy, I believe it's guy. Um, I, I think he, he is he is also a composer, but for Kingdom Hearts, he just does uh, arrangements, uh, specifically orchestral arrangements. So he's the one who arranged all the music for the concerts, but he's also done the arrangements for the uh, Hikari orchestral music uh, all the way back from Kingdom Hearts 1. He did Passion Orchestral uh, he did uh, all the ending, the ending orchestral music. So like 
like March Caprice for piano and orchestra. That's Karuwada. Uh, Fan- I think it's for Kingdom Hearts 2. Fantasia a la Marcia, whatever that is. So all, all of those he does. There was like one song in the middle of Kingdom Hearts 2, like right before you fight the Thousand Heartless battle. That's like an orchestral song. He did that. So like anytime there's like a really amazing as the kids say these days, bumping orchestral song in a Kingdom Hearts song. It's usually <laughs> thanks to this guy. Also, I think Karuwada was like the composer for Inuyasha, like that anime series. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love him. Love so, uh, but yeah, for everything. Kingdom Hearts, like as far as I know, he he doesn't do com- composition for Kingdom Hearts. He just does arrangement. And like for me personally, I I prefer him in that role because. Uh, like I think the Inuyasha music is good, but it's not so memorable. It's kind. Of, it was kind of just like a lot of Japanese sounding music, as far as I remembered, which was good, but like not a lot of really memorable melodies. Whereas Yokoshimimura really get, great at memorable melodies. So like I feel like Kaoruwada plus Yokoshimimura, you get like this amazing like combination because Wada is so good at like these really intricate arrangements. And he, like, takes the compositions that Yokoshima Mura does, which already are really awesome. He takes those and, like, brings them to a whole new level and just makes them so epic. And, like, if you've heard any of the music from the concerts, like, duh. Like, you know. But, like, yeah. He's he's great. So, I'm, I'm just so glad that, like, we're seeing him more out in the public. And it also gives me, it gives me hope for kingdom hearts 3 that it's going to feature a lot of uh his work in it i i really hope he does a lot of arrangements for kingdom Kingdom hearts 3 or at least let us like use the concert music in the game yeah that'd be nice too they did so many covers so like might as well so yeah i think that pretty much wraps up the news so let's move on into the e3 speculation segments yay so uh, we've got we've got a lot of different basically questions that I'm gonna throw out there, and I want to get the opinions from from you, Churro, and you, Sabby, and, and you, Brandon. Okay, and uh, I want to see what we all think about these various things that may or may not happen at E3. So first things first, I want to tackle the demo because that that's something that you know we've kind of encountered recently. Was at this Kingdom Hearts uh, premiere event. You know, there was a demo there. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think? How long do you think this demo is going to be? And I'll throw throw it to you, Churro. Um, I, I mean, honestly, it shouldn't be longer than 10 minutes because the uh, Olympus Coliseum fight can be done, especially for a first-timer, could be done within between 8 and 10 minutes because so, you're okay. just learning the rules of combat and the new stuff. Yeah. So for me, it shouldn't be more than 10 15 minutes sabby what do you think 15 minutes 15 minutes all right <laughs> go, go 15 brandon what do you Fif- think i i also think between eight and ten minutes <laughs> whatever yeah, churro said exactly and then because... churro do you think this will be a new demo or a demo we've already seen <laughs> demo ver- demo ver- we've already seen because i don't think they're gonna I mean, because it's already, I mean, those two demos that I played are already done. So all, yeah. all you have to do is cut a lot of it out to make it, you know, enough so that a lot of people can enjoy it. So they're not going to really mess with that. Yeah. And Savvy, do you think it's going to be a brand new demo 
Or old demo? No, just old. Yeah. Brandon, what do you think? I, I mean, it'll be new for me. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, exactly. Brandon, <laughs> it'll be old for some people. Brandon, what do you think? I think so, too. I think it's going to be an old demo, and it's just going to be the the Rock Titan fight that, that Churro already played. That, 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 that's basically what I, I think. I'd be very surprised if they include Toy Box, the full one that we played. Yeah, that's just, that just seems surprised. way too long. Is there, it, it almost took is me an there hour a part? Is there a part of Toy Box that might be worth playing through that would fit that time? Um, like, it, like if they if they had to cut out a piece of the demo, what what piece do you think would work? It would probably like, be I know the there's there's a couple of bosses in there, but like yeah, there's a couple of like you know forced like you know sub bosses that you have to fight. There's like yeah. I think two. Then there you have the the main boss fights. I think up to the second one would be a good enough one to end it because at least you're doing some exploration slash yeah. story. And how, then you're getting about some how long is that uh, up until that point? Do you think it, it really depends on the minutes? person because it depends on the person. Cause there's a lot okay. of exploration, especially since you start yeah, out on the very first true. floor, then you go up to this, you go up to at least the first floor, the second floor, I should say for this, boss, yeah. for that boss fight. So, and there's a lot of little little Easter eggs around the store too, because some people would like to explore and trying to, you know, yeah, check those out as well. Because based off what people wrote about of of them, so it it for that I think it could take about at least maybe around fifteen, twenty, maybe twenty five minutes if somebody yeah. really take in their time with it. Yeah, so I, I definitely think it was not a coincidence that in a very open uh, play session that you guys were given, they provided you with a long demo and a really, really short demo. (laughs) I think that's not a coincidence at all. And I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it just makes sense that the Olympus Coliseum demo is going to be the only demo because like in terms of work, literally all they have to do is just disable the ability to go to the toy story part and that's it <laughs> do that and you're done you got you got your e3 demo like i don't think they're gonna do more work than they have to with that right. and plus they know the lines can get crazy because there exactly. are other booths out there that in at e3 that can you know sometimes have you wait two to three hours for to they play. don't want that especially the very big game ones like um brendan were you there when breath of the wild was there yep i was there and i sat in line for like three hours it was rough yeah, i i for me it was like two and a half hours and that was oh because th- th- those are the 20 minute demos right yeah those were like yeah, 20 I, 30 I minute that. demos that was yeah that was it was really long like th- there were yeah, like two and, different and demos and, 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 and the only reason why it worked in some ways because that was the only game they were demoing yeah, so, yeah, you exactly. know, Square Enix, will ha- Square Enix is going to have devoted more than their entire booth to it. Yeah, and Square Enix has more than Kingdom Hearts three to to demo. So I mean, they yeah. gotta. I mean, I'm sure they already have everything planned out, but they gotta have some sort of plan. Yeah. To I think for like Nintendo that play. year, if I had to estimate, they had like maybe like fifty, like fifty to sixty demo stations, like f- for that Breath of the Wild thing, and it still did they do time slots or no. No, uh, well, basically the way it worked was that you just got in the big old line and then you it wrapped around and eventually, uh, once once you are like brought into the the demo hall, 
you sort of like they walked you into like this little small theater felt very disney like and then you watched a little trailer <laughs> explanation about the the demo situation oh, and then they and then once you got through that room they uh they walked you out to the main demo floor and put you at some stations and then yeah there were like two different demos you played them and then once you were done like they were like all right like you're done you can leave whenever you want or you can like walk around and take pictures don't forget your shirt and coin <laughs> like that was it i see okay because when i did the nintendo switch event obviously smaller but they did yeah. time frames yeah it was like yeah they, they just way. there was too many people <laughs> So it was just like a really, really long line. It looked like a nightmare, and it was a nightmare, and I never want to do anything like that. And if there's and, a game like that in E3, I'm not con- getting in that line. And considering that long line wasn't even public either, that was still media. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, didn't, so, they didn't have the public involved with E3 yet, so... Yeah, so can you imagine oh, with right. you know public getting involved? For, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is you know, a long-awaited game, so can you exactly. imagine the lines for that? You know, it's, Square Enix has to, like, sacrifice something f- so that a lot of people can play exactly. the, you know, the demo. Yeah, it's, just, it's just not practical to have anything longer than, you know, basically what they already have finished, which... Seems like uh, what what they intend to do, especially since like I mean I know a lot of people rag on the Titan demo from 2016 for Final Fantasy 15, but like in terms of how it functioned at their booth at E3, it worked well. Like a lot of people, they were coming in, coming out. Like it was it was really fast. And actually, I thought that so that same year, that was the same year as the uh, 0.2 demo, and I felt like the Final Fantasy 15 one went a lot smoother than the Kingdom Hearts one because like the Kingdom Hearts one they had like what six six stations that you could play at and there was no stanchions so you could set up a line so people would just sort of like line up behind each other and that that demo could potentially be a little bit on the longer side like there were some people that were just like taking their sweet time and you know they could play up to like 30 minutes if they really wanted to and like yeah, it made it like almost impossible to get a second playthrough of that. Whereas with Final Fantasy 15, if you wanted to replay it, like it's not not a big deal. Like just get in the line. They had a bunch of units there, and you know it's only a 10 minute demo, and you know people are just constantly going in, going out, going in, going out. You can go back in any time. So I think that's probably uh, what their uh, mindset was with this demo was like you know copying the success of how that worked for them, you know management wise. So, uh, yeah, moving on from the demo, I want to get into talking a little bit more about some announcements that we're expecting, and then more specifically, the trailer. So, first thing I want to know, how long do you think the trailer will be? Start with you, Sabby. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> um, think it's going to be a big think... trailer? Is it gonna, or are they going to tease us? One minute trailer. Done. I mean, I feel like they have to show more gameplay at this. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna re-show the gameplay trailer that they just released. They're 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 I just think... they're they're gonna build up all this way just to E three and then just re-show footage. They're not gonna show anything Maybe, new. Well, they're gonna show the two again, like okay. with the one again, and then they're gonna have a new one. I'm aiming like three minutes to five minutes. Okay, three to five. So yeah. Can, can we can we round that to four? Sure, we'll make it a four. Okay, let's make it a four minutes. All right, Churro, what do you, what do you yes. think for length? Hmm, 
I want to I mean, knowing Square Enix before, the old Square Enix, when they have used to release older Kingdom Hearts game trailers. Yep. I'm, I'm going to I wanna go higher. So I'm gonna probably going to say about seven minutes. Oh, Damn. yeah. That's that's definitely on the, on the higher end of the spectrum. So we got four and we got seven. So where's that? Where's that leave me? So I'm Brandon gonna talk like 15 minutes. Like, I'm gonna something. say yeah, it's gonna be like a it's a three three hour trailer. <laughs> it's gonna show like the a opening of the game. Recap of Kingdom Hearts. A recap of Kingdom Hearts. Oh man. Uh no. Uh I'm thinking like mm, like I I'm I'm with you, Churro. I think like this is the time to do a long trailer, but I'm also thinking like. But they want something that's easily shareable and watchable on YouTube. So I'm going to go maybe a little bit shorter. And I'm going to go for three and a half minutes. Three minutes, 30 seconds. That's my guess. Let me, well, let me ask you guys this question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be two separate trailers? One, from the con- one for the concert, one for E3? Or do you think it's going to be one trailer for both? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I think it's uh, I think I think there's going to be one trailer. That's my yeah, guess. I agree yeah. too. Because I mean, because I'm I'm just going off of what happened at last year's concert where yeah 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 we got and a trailer at also, the very end of the concert and that was the trailer they played during the booth at E3. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, again, this is. This is a big year. This is, this is a big. This is going to be the big year for Kingdom Hearts because it's like this is basically its last E three. So, and uh, yeah, it's good gravy. It's been at so many E threes. <laughs> oh my god, I know. If you really think about it, it's like it. it its first E three was twenty thirteen, and here we are E three E three twenty eighteen, and it's still at I remember E3. crying. Yeah, same. <laughs> so. Oh man! Yeah, they got to do it big. Being you know, not not too many games get to go to like five different E threes. So, yeah, I, I I'm still gonna go for three minutes thirty seconds, but that's not to. I would say as a caveat, they might also have like a more like maybe gameplay oriented video, maybe a demo. Like we don't know what their live stream situation is gonna be. Also, we don't know if there's gonna be something perhaps different for Kingdom Hearts shown at the press conference or, or like the press video whatever that they're having because it's the, like the first year that they're having that since 2015 so that could be a big deal so uh yeah so let's let's uh let's move on and i, I want to ask you where do you think this trailer is going to debut churro where do you think the trailer's going to debut probably the concert Sevi, where do you think the trailer's going to debut uh, I was going to go with the Square Enix conference because it's earlier than the Sony one. Okay. Brandon, what do you think the trailer's going to debut? Wait, Sabby, by the way, when is when is the when is the conference? 10 a.m. Uh, on on what, uh, what Monday. Day? On Monday. Monday. All right. I'm going to go with Churro on this one. I think it's going to be the con- concert. Yeah. I, I only said it because I'm just going by what history showed us. Yeah. What they did last year. And, but. I would not be surprised if they had the trailer at the con- at the concert, but then they also had like another like follow up something for the press conference because I I don't I I also am of the mind that 
they're not just going to like have this press conference and re-show a Kingdom Hearts th- 3 right. trailer. That's what I'm thinking too. But I don't think it's going to be the first place we see Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff. So I'm I'm a little, I'm a little bit of two minds cuz like they they got this big old press conference thing that they're doing. But it, I mean my understanding is that it's less of a press conference and more like a Nintendo Direct. Like it might just be like a live stream thingy. I don't know how it's gonna work. That's Obviously. pretty much what it is because they didn't really they didn't really call it a conference because uh, according to the announcement, it just said that it's like a direct feed, pretty pretty much like how Nintendo does it. So it's not like oh, I there's see. like a venue yeah. like in 2015 where everybody yeah, had yeah, to yeah. watch experience for hand firsthand. It's just. That's why they they didn't reveal like a location for it. It's just oh, just on stream on Twitch on Mixer and YouTube. So yeah, so I'm I'm thinking personally that uh, yeah, I, I I'm of the mind I, I I'm kind of like going back on a little bit. I, I think there's gonna be another video. I don't know if it's gonna be a trailer, but th- I think they're just gonna have something else. Like it like for yeah. for all we know, it could be like you know because like last time. They had the trailer, and then they had that other video with the guy that looks like Xehanort from Disney. Roy Conley. That that was like, yeah, yeah, who is like talking about oh, their collaboration with Tangled. So yeah. I could see something like that, maybe announcing a new Disney World or something like that. Maybe do, maybe something like that could happen. Do you think that Xbox might focus a little bit on Kingdom Hearts 3 this year? Because they're trying to promote it on their consoles as well. I think I, that during I, Microsoft, I could see I could see them being in a uh, teaser reel. Okay. Honestly, I think that because the Microsoft conference is the day after the concert. Exactly. So That's I think why. that after if they do show no trailer at the concert, they'll probably use the same trailer. Like like you know how sometimes they'll play you know trailers before they move on like before they go back on stage and maybe they'll show yeah, the yeah, trailer yeah. again there and then they'll just move on from it just like give it just, yeah give it it's time and then move on yeah i think i think that that would be as much as like the maximum that kingdom hearts 3 would get i don't think they're gonna get like like a main main stage thing not not after their <laughs> titan demo <laughs> from uh from 2016 they're not gonna get a demo live on stage but they might get like all right here's the king of hearts 3 trailer like immediately after something important just showed like it'll just randomly play and then maybe another trailer will play and then like they'll just go back to talking about xbox games (laughs) yeah i don't i don't expect anything big from either microsoft or sony i think and i think that's part of the reason why square enix has their own thing is because they get to control all the messaging on that. They've got their own time slot. All the eyes are on them. And they don't have to like finagle with these third-party companies and try to get their games more spotlight. Because, like, I don't, I don't know. Ever since that whole 2013 thing with Sony, like, honestly, like, Square Enix games haven't featured too often at these big press conferences. It's been more you know them doing it on their own or maybe it was just final fantasy 15 or you know it's it's usually been like it seems like they're moving a little bit away from like directly interfacing with the the big public the big companies that are the did you guys see that rumored leak on what sony is supposed to be showing uh well from what i know of what they're showing is they've got like their four games that they're the four big yeah. games that they're talking about, but that was that was officially shown. That, that was official from Sony. 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, there was one that's just like I think Kotaku released it. It was just a list of like things or that may be on there, and it showed Final Fantasy VII ish and uh-huh. like kind of there and Kingdom Hearts three. So it's either they're okay. just going to show a trailer, get trailer of it again. Yeah, like, you I, know I, how they do like, and we're just going to see all these next games, and it's just kind of yeah. like trailer after trailer. I, I kind of think like yeah, Final Fantasy VII has a good chance of being there. It seems like it's time. Also, like they updated their recruitment page and actually had like a like someone playing Final Fantasy VII remake in the background, and you just see like, oh, here's the the flipping Airbuster from. <laughs> here's a boss that we haven't seen yet, and it's just there on the bridge, and there's Cloud fighting it. Oh, don't look at that! <laughs> it's just on their recruitment page, so obviously, like they're they're making progress. So. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah. So uh, move, moving on from that, I want to talk about the uh, the music from the trailer. Do you think it will show it will feature the full theme song? Sure. I don't think so. I think it'll be like part of it or Maybe most part of, of it. it. Yeah. Because like because they don't want to ruin the entire song on a you know trailer. Okay. That's what I think. I think that. This is going to be like a special thing for them, and and I I I think they should just save it for you know maybe closer to the release date. Okay, that's fair. And Sabi, what do you what do you think? Do you, do you think they're going to have the full opening song or the full theme song? We'll just say. No. In English. I, mean, I feel like I rather would have back in like two thousand and five where they had the orchestral version of passion as the song through the trailer mm-hmm. of like that I'm yeah I, I could also see that happening especially since it's coming on on the back of the concert and they could potentially mm-hmm. like play that live um be cool but i could also see them being like we're gonna save that for you know the the final trailer because like that's kind of yeah. like the the menu trailer so to speak but yeah I, so I, I'm I'm of again of two minds. I'm thinking like if they if they're gonna if the trailer is going to feature Utada's vocals, I think they won't show the full song. But if they if the music is a orchestral song, I think it might have a strong chance of being "Don't Think Twice" orchestral. And in that case, I think that would be the full song. So if it's the orchestral version, it would be the full version of the orchestral version. If it's the vocal version, I think it'll just be a part of it. And th- there may be multiple songs in the same trailer. Like it might start with like an epic orchestral song and then end it off with Utada. So it, that, that's that's what I think uh, the two directions it could go. If it's full orchestral, it's going to be all Don't Think Twice. If it's not full orchestral, it'll be partially Don't Think Twice. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving from that, do you think the trailer's going to have English voice acting? Churro. Yes. Sabby. Yes. Brandon. Yes. They, they, they've already, like, we've already seen there's a lot of voice acting already done. And, like, you got so many English voice actors coming out of the woodworks being like, I'm working on Kingdom Hearts 3, guys. So I think, yeah, pretty obvious that I think pretty much all material from now on will be uh, dual language. You know, there'll be a Japanese version released on YouTube and then English version available straight from E3. That's what I'm thinking. So moving from there, now we're going to get into some more of the spicier questions. 
Will a Final Fantasy character be shown that isn't a Moogle or a Distidia action figure? Sabby. What the heck's a Distidia action figure? Like, oh, so there's, uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but actually in the demo that Churro played uh, in the toy store, uh, there's there's like a whole shelf full of uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia action figures, like based off of oh. Dissidia NT. Okay, I have no idea oh, at yeah, this yeah. point then. Okay. So, so that, that just, that, I mean, the only thing that we can take from that is that, all right, so that we do have at least some Final Fantasy influence in Kingdom Hearts 3, but... Do you think in this trailer we will finally see a proper Final Fantasy character? Like perhaps oh, oh, Cloud or Noctis or Lightning or Titus slash Titus. Do you think we'll see any of these people? Maybe. Well, not not like the half of the people that you <laughs> mentioned. Maybe like Cloud. Okay. And Maybe, yeah, I'll probably think Cloud would be okay, in it. Okay, so we got a maybe Cloud. Churro, will <laughs> a Final Fantasy character be shown in the trailer that isn't a Moogle or a Dissidia action figure? I think so, because they still got, you know, he's Sora's got allies in Ready and God, and, yep. you know, especially with this war coming up, he's gonna probably gonna need the help he needs, so I think they're gonna show, not like, uh, maybe at least a couple, I mean, They've done that before in trailers before. Yeah. You know, especially in Kingdom Hearts 3D, they did it with, you know, the world's in with the U characters. Also, so, if Sora yeah. ever goes back home to Destiny Islands, you better believe there better be some selfie Waka and Titus, Titus, whatever he's called. <laughs> I would be so disappointed if they weren't there. Because th- those are, like, if you think about it, like, who are Sora's friends? Like, like I'm, I'm talking seriously. Like from when he was a kid, it's Riku, Kyrie, and then Final Fantasy characters. If they're not there, Sora just lost some friends, and that's sad. Yeah. And it's not. But he saved the world. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it's not like it's not like these guys are Disney characters. It's not like they lost the license or something. It's flipping Square Enix. They have the most license they could possibly have over these characters. They own them forever. So it's like, come on, just use them, Square. We love them. Anyway, let's move on. So I, I, I'm going to ask probably a really, really easy question. Will new Disney Worlds get revealed at E3? Churro. Of course. Sabby. Yeah. Brandon. Duh, of course. So what I want to know is, uh, next, how many new worlds will be revealed These questions my god and what worlds will they be churro <laughs> oh i mean I'll, I'll give you a number but i won't go into detail what worlds i would say well, at what least do you think three, at least three more three more worlds okay yeah. savvy what do you think two two brandon what do you think all right so so far we know how many worlds okay 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 i think also uh, two. I think they have maybe like three more to reveal, but I think they might save one. That, that's that's that, that's my only guess. Uh, or maybe it's maybe they're just gonna release. They're just gonna reveal one, and then they'll reveal like two more at, at various events. I don't know. One of the others. But 
if I'm I, I'm gonna I'll, I'll be more specific and I will say that they will show Frozen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I think they're gonna I'm show Frozen. My head. Yeah. Look, they, they are not going to release a Kingdom Hearts three game in 2018 and not have Frozen in it. Like, gotta it, get those little kitties pick up a controller. They gotta have some Come self respect. I mean, as much as I'm expecting Frozen, I'm hoping still hoping for the Incredibles world because I mean, they, since they're going Pixar at this moment, I think that would the Incredibles be so two awesome. coming out. You know, and that especially same week. especially coming from back in the day, and we saw those really bad fakes of the Incredibles world. I too also want an Incredibles world, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll have to see. I mean. Uh, yeah, they they have a lot of worlds that they haven't shown, but like we do know it will be you know more limited than it has been in the past. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, I want to say next thing. Do you think Big Hero Six will finally like actually be shown like properly? Let's start with you, Sabby. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I need I need oh. a yes or a no. We can't be doing these maybes. Oh God. You, uh, you can flip a coin if yes. you want. All right. No, yes. Do I'll do yes. All right. Churro, what do you think? Yes. It's it's time. The it's time. time. That's right. I could have said it better myself. Yes, absolutely. I think Big Hero 6 will be shown, and I think it'll also be featured in the trailer. So we'll just have to see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, Big Hero 6. I'm, I'm all on board on the Big Hero 6 train. It's going to be at E3. Uh, and if you want a really crazy bet... That'll be the demo. It'll be a Big Hero 6 demo. No. <laughs> going completely against what I just said before. But yeah, if, if, if they're going to have another demo that was only 10 minutes, it's Big Hero 6. Believe it, guys. That's what it's going to be. We're going to be flying on Baymax, just like that concept art. All right. So uh, next, will Kyrie's new costume be revealed? Churro. Yes. Sabby. Yep, because I want to see it. Yeah, well, it was already leaked, so yeah, we we already saw it from the from the uh, leaks for the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross costumes. So I think because of that, it's kind of hinting that that's probably like a tie-in for E3. So yeah, I think yeah, Kyrie's Kyrie's pretty much a lock. Uh, next, will Kyrie have a speaking line in the trailer? Churro. Yes. Sabby. Yep. Brandon. Yes. Okay. If so, will Kyrie be voiced by Allison Stoner or Hayden Panettiere? May I all may, may I remind the jury that Allison Stoner was the last person to play Kyrie in 0.2. Alright. With that being said, Churro, Allison or Hayden? Hayden. Sabby, Allison or Hayden? Hayden. Brandon, Allison or Hayden? Allison. I know you had to go that direction, Brandon. I'm personally in the camp that Hayden Panettiere is done with video games and done with voice acting, and she doesn't want to do it at all. And But that's that's just my opinion. I don't know. I, I am also with you in hoping that it's Hayden Panettiere, but I mean, I'm keeping my I mean, she, I mean, she's definitely surprised us as, you know, she on and Drew Johnson. Yes. Yeah, so she has I mean, and they go the back past. and forth, so you, it, it's hard to tell. But it is hard to tell. I definitely think I'll that she's gonna that. come back for that. Yeah, I, I I agree. Also, just just a quick uh 
you know, random thing. Uh, I recently was checking over uh, Recoded. Like, I, I, I'll just admit, I personally have not watched all of Recoded, like the the, the movie version from uh, 2.5. Uh, none of you can blame me. No, nobody cares about Recoded, really. But what was really weird is that Genie isn't even voiced by Dan Castellaneta in that. It's voiced by some other guy, and he sounds weird. It doesn't sound like Genie at all. Like, We'll we'll get to it when we get to it in the in the deep dive stream. But if you guys have not seen Recoded, oh my goodness, I'm so glad we we are done with Aladdin because I would be so sad if we had like a like a proper Aladdin world and it's not voiced by like Dan Castellaneta after all these years of him doing like a really good genie. So anyway, uh, next, will Axel slash Lee have a new costume, and if so, will it be revealed in the E3 trailer? Savvy. Yes. Churro. Yes. Brandon. Yes. And when it does get revealed, he will be with Kyrie, who will also have her costume revealed. That is my bigger guess. We, we Look, uh, we cannot leave this discussion without having some big bets. Like, uh, otherwise, it's not even worth it. All right. Last big question. This is the spicy question. What... Will the release date be? I want month, day, year. Churro. Hold on. Hang on. Let me pull up my calendar. You can. You can. You can prepare Hold yourself. On. You can grab grab a calendar. Grab a calendar if you need to. But I want to know what the release date of Kingdom Hearts Three will be. Absolutely, set stone. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. It's not that serious. But what do you think the release date will be? Month, day, year. Are you ready, Chero? Yes. Okay, Chero. What do you think the release date will be? Month, day, year. November thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, I like where you're going. I like that. Sabby. Sorry, what was Chero's again? November thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Let's decide a month. September twenty. September twenty seventh. September twenty seventh. All right, so we got we got an early one. We got an early one. But wait, isn't oh oh I, I look. I'm sorry. I have I have the wrong year. <laughs> Why do I have twenty seventeen open? Hold on, I might have it wrong too. No, I think yours is right. Sorry, September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. Oh, a Friday. Okay, a Friday. Okay. Interesting. Go, going a little Nintendo on there. I like it. All right, oh, so that's a Sony thing as well. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Churro, you've got the best one, but I'm gonna go with November twentieth, twenty eighteen. And my only my only thing is that it's a little bit later in the in the month. That's my only my only reasoning behind that. But I gotta admit, if I had to pick one of us that I would want the date to be right, I'm gonna pick you, Churro, because that that thirteen, I can't beat that. I know, right? But if you want to get really nitpicky, mine incorporates not just the thirteen darknesses, but also the seven lights, equaling twenty. But I still, I still think yours is better, Cheryl. <laughs> wow. God. So uh, yeah, I <laughs> think like not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. It's whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it's but, Brandon. Yeah. I mean, I can't expect anything less. Exactly. So I think I think we we we've got some good dates set up. Let's also like 
have a look at December just for a second, just to see what our options are for December, just in case it gets like pushed back a little bit for whatever reason. So we got the fourth, the eleventh, the eighteenth, or Christmas. <laughs> well, it's not gonna be Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's not gonna be Christmas. I'll tell you that for free, GameStop. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say if it, if for some reason, hypothetically speaking, it got pushed out of November, I think it would come out on the fourth. That's just my guess. The seventh for me. Oh, yeah, the seventh for you because you're you're on this Friday train. I don't know why, but because uh, they. Do it, that sometimes. It, it's, it's a big release. Like that's what they did for Fall Fantasy. They released it on a Friday. No, they were gonna Maybe release it. To... They were gonna release it on a Friday, but then they released it on a Tuesday. Oh, Whatever. I'm gonna go first. I'm still gonna do Fridays. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's good to. It's good to be different. Don't don't let anyone tell you different. So, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> no worries. I'm always there for you. All right, moving on. To, moving on to the question segment. We got a question from Taylor Goodman. <laughs> Taylor asks. While Kingdom Hearts 1 certainly felt like Sora's story, the inclusion of other games' stories seems to shift the importance from just Sora to different protagonists. Do you think future games after Kingdom Hearts 3 should focus on a single protagonist through the different games or allow each game to have its own protagonists and storylines? Churro, what do you think? Well, I mean, if you want character development, then yeah. I mean, basically, Nomura's always done the you know the different games with different characters as a way to show the difference of character between this person and Sora. Because basically, yep. with Birth by Sleep, you know they're you know it's you know the the gameplay with those protagonists are different because they're trained differently than Sora. So yep. it's, to me, it kind of fits the entire you know incentive that Nomura wants. You know, Nomura's always trying new things when it comes to Kingdom Hearts. So basically, well, it makes perfect sense to have a different character play this way, so that it's not just a copy of Sora in a you know, in a different game. Yeah. So do you do you think it you prefer having uh, these games that have different protagonists every now and yeah, then? Yeah. I mean, if it, or if, would you rather it just be one guy? No, I'd rather have different ones because you know it, it helps tie you know, the characters to the story that's presently going on. So basically it makes you care about those characters. I mean, if we didn't have like days of birth by sleep, then would we care about, you know, those characters as much as we do currently? Yeah, definitely not. And I think it also gives you an opportunity kind of like what you're saying about, you know, they're different from Sora. It kind of gives you a different perspective on the Kingdom Hearts world. And then also a lot of them, even though they're not, directly about Sora it does also refer to Sora in a way that it's like it contrasts what you know how it compares and contrasts how is Sora the same as this person you know what what similarities do they have and then also what are what's different between them and that sort of like gives you a better idea of both this current character that you're playing and also Sora gives you a better idea of like how different people react to situations and it's it's nice to see you know, like different different approaches to a similar adventure, and you get to see the different perspectives. Sabi, would you prefer, you know, a you know future storyline to focus on just one character as the protagonist, and you know they're on, they're the only main character that there ever is, or would you like each game to maybe feature a different person? 
I think having different ones would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think after Cage 3 would be the best time to introduce it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just because we were also used to just having Sora as the main protagonist that, like, first of all, we were confused with Roxas yes. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, And then Birth by sure. Sleep being, like, three other people, but one looks like Roxas, and yep. just, like, I don't know either. So it'd be cool to do. Um, definitely. I want them to, like, I would like for them to be really different. Yeah. Just because Birth by Sleep felt very similar to everything, because everyone went to almost exactly the same worlds and then meet up at certain points and stuff like that, but it felt very the same. Yeah, so... so, Yeah. So for me personally, I recently just played through uh, Yakuza 4, and that has a really interesting format that is actually very different from the prior Yakuza games. So the prior Yakuza games, there was just one main character and you play as him through basically most of the Yakuza games, but for just, I I think just this one, maybe Yakuza 5, I've just started Yakuza 5 and so far it's the main character. But for Yakuza 4, what was really interesting is they had four main characters. Uh, One was the main guy and you don't play as him till the end. So there's three new guys and basically each each of them get their own like quarter of the game devoted just to them and they have a full storyline and basically each story builds up the main plot but from a different direction so there's this one main plot that ties them all together all together but you see it from very different angles like you start out as a guy that's He's not in the Yakuza at all. He's this like loan shark guy and he sort of bumps into like the main girl that is involved in this major plot. And then the next guy is this guy that like was involved in the main crime that happened way back in the past. And he's been in prison all this time. And you, your, your gameplay as him is breaking out of prison and like finding all the old guys that were involved in your your big old plot and then the next guy is a cop and you're playing as a cop for the first time in a yakuza game you're on the different side of the law and then finally you play as the main character of all the yakuza games so it's like you know different perspectives that all build up the same main plot and then the final showdown they all get together and fight all the losers that (laughs) that are from their respective uh, timelines. So I could kind of see that working maybe over the course of like a series, maybe, you know, what if, for example, like Birth by Sleep was like three different games. You know, you have your Terra game, your Ventus game, and your Aqua game, and they all get the focus that a individual game would get. And, but they all sort of like build up to a final game. So what if it was like, all right, you got three characters, you play the you get you play the Terra game, you play the 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 Ventus game, you play the Aqua game, and then finally there is a uh, final game where they're all together and I don't know whatever. So I yeah. I, I, I no. could see something like that working, but I I, I definitely mm-hmm. agree. I also like the fact that there are uh, multiple protagonists. I think it does add a lot to the story, but I can also see the downside of it is that a lot of the confusion that comes with the series uh, and the you know the whole like the whole fact that Kingdom Hearts is very difficult to keep up with you know having multiple protagonists does sort of exacerbate that a little bit because you know you have to you have to keep up with every game and if you don't which most people don't Things are going to be confusing just by default. Even if it's like the easiest to follow game in the in the universe, if you don't play one of them, 
you miss out and then then it's confusing so it's like i don't know kind of damned if you do damned if you don't a little bit so uh yeah i think uh let's move on to the next question this one comes from jonah arbizo and sure if you could take this uh question sure and they write do you think kingdom Hearts 3 will have pre-ordered dlc what do you think it will be from the past two installments on PlayStation 4, I'm um, a guess for that one will be a dynamic theme. Okay, that's good. Good but, call. But probably, I don't know. Maybe yeah, because this this time it's it's not just a it's not just a re- yeah. remaster. It's a it's a full console game, so they have a little bit more control over the content that actually directly goes into it either an accessory okay or um like a like the uh, a ring maybe okay be cool as a pre-order incentive just because it's applicable to what about like uh, what about like weapons you think maybe keyblades i was thinking but i'm not sure yeah it would be a little bit weird for keyblades just because those tend to have like story tied to them so maybe exactly. maybe like armor like armor accessories maybe. like yeah it's just since a, they're introducing a, costumes a ability and stuff. ring or something oh that that's another option what about costume parts like kind of like with aqua and oh, 0.2 what? <gasps> what if like what if um you get like sora in armor form that'd be kind of cool <laughs> That would be kind of lame. That should be to, just for fun. That would be so lame to re- remove it from the game and make it just pre-order DLC, though. Yeah, I don't think so. I think yeah. they should put it in the main plot. They should, but but you, people who don't okay, so for people who haven't played like Birth by Sleep or the rest of the series, yeah, or like have been exposed to Lingering Will, just having that be like, oh, that's kind of cool. What is it? <laughs> Go figure it out. Yeah, I think I think happened. I think that's too cool to be pre-ordered DLC though. I think I know it's always really cool. I think I think it's got that's if they're gonna do that, that's got to be a part of the game. They it should can't... be a stick. Oh my god, the pre-order DLC should be the stick from Kingdom Hearts One. Stick from Kingdom Hearts Two. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. No costume wise. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe a crown. No, the crown should be like. You gotta earn the crown. The All right, the Mickey Which ears. Which I haven't finished doing. Mi- Mickey, Mickey ears. Mickey ears. Yeah, with a crown. Yeah, there you go. Mickey ears. Mickey with ears a with a crown, though. I want that. All right, so uh, I think that's good. Uh, Churro, what do you think uh, as far as pre-order DLC? Do you think they'll add? Maybe like a kind of souped up Keyblade. You know, kind of like okay. you know, some RPGs, like for example, Fifteen will give you like a a bonus sword or a bonus, you know, weapon. You know, that's a little bit stronger to deal with. You know, the enemies in the very beginning of the game. I yeah, think, and it's really only useful in the beginning. Yeah, so I think you know they can give they'll give you know Sora you know that a special keyblade that's only available through pre order. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm personally on the maybe like an accessory like an ability ring or something like that yeah. just something that like helps you out in the beginning like if you were to be given an ability ring like right at the beginning of the game it's like all right it's useful now maybe but you know when you don't really have that much ap but like at the end of the game 
you know, the, that ability ring goes in the trash. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter. So I, I could see something like that, you know, maybe some kind of, like, armor that has, like, defense up by one. Like, it's not too much, and it's only, but but it's, like, it's useful in the beginning, but it's not something you're going to care about later in the game. So because yeah, they don't want to break the the entire game just by using yeah they, yeah they don't want to break the entire game and usually like like you were saying like pre order stuff tends to be stuff that's mostly useful for right at the beginning it doesn't really mm-hmm. like benefit you really much all that later now what if this is gonna get a little bit oh boy spicy oh gosh what if they give you. 3,000 jewels. Not for Union Cross, but for Kingdom Hearts 3. And that's how they're going to get in you, you into their secret new loot box system where you get no. to buy no. random no. packs. Dear Square Enix, of, if you're listening to this podcast right now, 3. please do not listen to whatever uh, he is saying right now please do not do that that's please, my sneaking please. suspicion is they're gonna add loot boxes to kingdom hearts 3 and that's gonna be the pre-order bonus you're gonna get your first pull Ugh. that's what i think i actually think they're gonna put 3000 jewels as a as a thing yeah in the box because they did yeah. that for their for the city uh their mobile version Hopefully, like hopefully it's just hopefully it's just three thousand jewels for you know Union Cross and that's it, and not for their secret loot box system for Kingdom Hearts three, a sixty dollar paid game that you already bought. I feel like I'm gonna barf. don't give them ideas. I'm not trying Brandon. to give them ideas. I'm just trying to <sighs> uh, put out the. Uh, the possibility. Sure, is he giving of, them ideas? Well, like, terrible Remember, Square Enix does this yeah. stuff now. I mean, they they, they browse Reddit for ideas. Don't, so, okay, so you know, <laughs> don't listen. Don't listen too closely. Yes, you know, good thing you said that, Brandon, because like I said, remember, yeah. Square Enix told me themselves at the event that they do listen to. You know, they watch YouTuber videos, they watch the streams, they listen to our podcasts, yep. they read our sites. So, yes. They are listening. So I'm I'm just gonna say very respectfully that uh, I do I do love the Kingdom Hearts series, and <laughs> would it would it be a shame if something were to happen to it, and it was your own fault for adding loot boxes? No, well, I, I, I I think given with the recent backlash with them, they're not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like loot boxes have they they were severely damaged in the public eye. Uh, after the whole Battlefront fiasco last year, and to the point that like governments are going into like actual like legislation talks, like they're looking to make laws about these things, and anytime that sort of thing happens, like you know, game what game companies usually do is they try to like preemptively handle it because you don't want the government to step in. Like, if you can avoid having laws being put into place, that's way better because you do not want the government getting involved with the business dealings of games. So I think that's just a place that is uh, sort of been tainted a little bit. Because, like, for, you know, there's other games that do loot boxes a little bit nicer. Like, you know, you got Overwatch and they, like, all their stuff is purely cosmetic. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if Kingdom Hearts 3 had something similar where it's purely cosmetic as well, but like, I don't know. I just personally feel that if I'm already buying the game, do not have loot boxes in it. Like, DLC, at least, when you buy the item, you get the item. It's done. You don't have to buy a currency to randomly maybe get an item. I think that's kind of insidious, especially when you're paying $60 and you're being treated like a second-class citizen, you know, I mean, but that's, that's how randomly pulling on a... You have to stand in line to get a chance to pull for a prize. And yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a loot box a of a loot that. box. Moving on. <laughs> So uh, that's that's been our show for today. Our music for this episode is a wonderful cover of Don't Think Twice. It is a music box cover. It is all nice and relaxing. I hope you guys enjoy it. And hopefully we'll he- get to hear another new version of Don't Think Twice, perhaps at, in live concert form. That would be great. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that comes to us from R3 Music Box on YouTube. So definitely check them out. They have tons of loot. Uh, uh, I almost said loot box. <laughs> tons of music box covers of various uh, like anime and video game things. And th- they have several uh, for Kingdom Hearts as well. Our next Kingdom Hearts unit is scheduled for the 19th of June. So uh, for that episode, that'll be us uh, talking about all our shenanigans for E3 and all the things that we got up to. Hopefully we'll get up to some good shenanigans. Right, Cheryl? Let's get up to shenanigans. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And as always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Unit on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yeah, yeah. Yay. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if uh, you want your questions answered on the show, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It is that time. It is goodbye time. Oh, man. And as... As sad as it is to say goodbye, the good news is we've got Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, crazy amounts of news are going to be coming very shortly via E3. Also, many other games, like, we we talked about a little bit before, but there's a good chance, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake might be there, and, like, oh, man. Well, Namor did say at the premiere event, he did challenge, you know, YouTubers and and all the fansite people that there are going to be a lot of news coming out of this month so he challenged us so let's do it yeah definitely so you guys uh, have so much fun at e3 yeah i hope so i i I do want to ask you guys just real quick what is your top most anticipated game for e3 2018 that isn't kingdom hearts 3 so i'm gonna start with you last of us 2 last of us 2 2. sweet okay that's that's a good pick churro what what are you feeling Hmm, I'm feeling probably um seven remake if if it gets revealed. Yeah, seven remake. I- I'm gonna say that's probably mine as well. I would say other than like obviously other than seven remake, other than Square Enix, which is <laughs> yeah, other than Square Enix, um probably Spider Man 
Because that's that's looking really yeah, good. Yeah, that one looks really good too. Yeah, I would. Obviously, I'm really into Red Dead, so Red Dead Redemption is huge. I'm just not sure if it's even going to be at E3. I, it might be there, but it's like rock. When it comes to Rockstar games, they're always weird with E3. For me, for me, like I, I've been, I've just seen like rumors, just like while we're recording about uh, Devil May Cry Five domain getting renewed, um, and. Um, Resident Evil 2 domains getting renewed, so I'm kind of hoping for some DMC5 re- uh, reveal and an actual look. English of- version of Persona of uh, dancing, dancing moon and star. Yeah, Th- that. <laughs> Give me that, please. please that I just too. bought it. But I also want a yeah. uh, what's it called a Resident Evil 2 remake as well. I mean, it's, it's been yeah, three years since that announcement. Really we cool. haven't seen anything yet. So, oh, and um, yeah. Persona Q2 as well. Oh, that's right. Wait, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it was announced yeah. at the. Uh, it's gonna have it's gonna have P five characters. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, Aww, is no. it just P five, or do they have also? We don't uh, know yet. For... Basically, from the okay. Persona Super just Live so far. concert last year, I think the translations read like they got stuck in another world with other people. That's what there's. I think that's oh. what they were talking about. So we don't know exactly wh- who they are. It's just. Gotcha. That, that's the, the premises of it. It's kind of like how Persona Q was, you know. So they're pretty much going yeah, for yeah, exactly. how that is. So, so I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is gonna be probably not there. It's you know a little bit too crazy for E3, but Persona Three Remake. There you go. That's what I want. There we go. Now <laughs> we're that. talking. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Persona Three Remake, and I wouldn't mind a like a P4G remaster on the PS4. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like like P four remaster that that especially has been a long time coming. Like that's 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 been taking too long. It has been trapped on the Vita for too long. And the nice so thing is, is I would that really they, appreciate it for the uh, Persona three and Persona five dancing games. They remastered the P four dancing game, so they do have those. Oh, they sweet. do have those remastered models. They could use in areas they use um, Interesting. for a possible re, uh, remaster too, as well. So there is a chance for that as yeah, well. I would definitely like to see that because uh, I'm I'm really itching to replay P3, but like with the possibility of that getting remade, it's just like mm, I'm holding off because like if, if if that could get remade, I would really appreciate it, especially like. Like that, the story of that game is definitely one of my favorites. Do you think Persona uh, games, so. in terms of you know how Persona Three and Persona Four got like a, you know they get like a a, a re release with more features? Do you think they'll do that with Persona Five? Yeah, like I I I hope so, but yeah, so far we haven't gotten uh, anything about that. I know uh, the, the only thing is like so far they've only done that with three and with four, and with three that came out right away. Like it was like. It was really fast that they released uh, the FES version, uh, but for Persona Four, it took from you know the game release in two thousand eight. It took all the way till twenty twelve for them to release P four G. So it could be really quick, or it could be a while, or maybe it doesn't come. Maybe they just decide like maybe it's not worth well, I mean, it. Well, let's, currently let's make most a new of the P five team is working that new IP they're doing right. So yeah, my, that's so it might right. be that's so the other might thing be, I want to see. Might be a while for that too. Project Zero. So it might be a while yeah, before I want to see. see like I, I want to see that. Yeah. So. so I guess I guess we'll see. You know, there's a lot of stuff at E3. Uh, Nintendo's got some things. Smash. They they showed they got Pokemans. The Pokemans that no nobody asked for. Yep. And you still got Metroid. 
somewhere. Oh yeah, Metroid. That's a thing. Smash. Yeah, I honestly now that Pokemon got it, the that that Pokemon that isn't the Pokemon I want got announced, like, it kind of makes me think like, man, what is there on Nintendo that I want? Because I already got our Odyssey and Zelda. Well, you still have to wait another so, year for that Pokemon game. Yeah, well, yeah, for the Pokemon game that I want, that's gonna be yeah, 2019. But for this new one that I don't want, I don't know. Makes makes me a little bit sad about Nintendo. So we'll see. So anyway, I think that I think that's everything. Say goodbye, Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for. Uh, and I'm Brandon. Yeah, exactly. And and please check check out our twitters. I'm at underscore Brandon underscore. Also check out uh, at KH Union and Churro. What's your Twitter? Churros. It's a C H U R R O Z. So we're we're both going to be at at, at E3. So uh, keep 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 an eye keep eyeballs on us, and we will be uh, tweeting about E3 as we're there. Yeah. So I'm going to say goodbye properly now. I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.